Hey, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Life and Leadership. Uh, you know, I was just thinking uh, before recording this that uh, maybe I should say something again about why this uh, this podcast is called Spiritual Life and Leadership. Um, now, you can listen to uh, episode one in which I talk about why this is called Spiritual Life and Leadership, but I just kind of feel like I need to state real briefly again, uh, maybe for my sake as much as it is for anyone else's, why why this podcast exists. Uh, I believe that faithful spiritual leadership requires a life of faithful spirituality. Or let me let me put it this way. I believe that a deeply spiritual life is required for faithful spiritual leadership. Right? And that's why this podcast exists. Uh, it's, it's to help us think about the life of the spirit and then the implementation as, as leaders, uh, church leaders, leaders of organizations, whatever kind of leadership you find yourself in, um, your life, your spiritual life, your life of connection and union with God, your, your whole life, in other words, uh, impacts the way you lead. And and so that's what this is about. And uh, that's why I think this is so important. And that's why I'm excited about today's episode. So transition to the episode for today. Let me ask you a question. Does God care more about our actions or our thoughts? Does God care more about what we do or how we think? Now, that's a false dichotomy, isn't it, right? It's not either or. God cares about both our actions and our thoughts. Uh, the difference between the two is that uh, you can see the outcome of actions. You can't really see the outcome of our thoughts, not in the short term anyway. Right? But thoughts matter because God wants the whole person. Right? And I think God is glad, and we are fully who we were meant to be when we do the right thing, right? when we take the right kind of action. But when we do the right thing for the wrong reason, we're not really being fully who we were meant to be. Right? Our actions and our thoughts were meant to be integrated. Now, some people tend toward action. And some people tend toward thought, right? Toward contemplation, toward meditation, even toward theological thoughtfulness and, and love to think about theology. And the, the reality is that we need each other, right? Thought-oriented people need action-oriented people in order to help us put our theology and our inner lives into practice for the sake of the world. And action-oriented people need thought-oriented people to help us stay grounded in why we do what we do and in the God who has shaped us and wired us for action. Now today I'm speaking with Micah Lunsford. Micah is wired for thoughtfulness. And so uh, about five years ago, he became the founding director of a publication called Resonance Journal. Uh, Resonance Journal is Micah's way of participating in God's mission in the world, right? It is his joyful noise, uh, which is intended to bring thoughtful reflection to God's people for the sake of the world. I'm Marcus Watson, and this is Episode 8 of Spiritual Life and Leadership.
Well, I'm here with uh, Micah Lunsford, who's the director of Resonance Journal, uh, which is a theological journal. And uh, uh, I got to know Micah really just online. This is actually our first conversation where we hear each other's voices, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, we've emailed back and forth a lot over the last few years. And uh, I've had the joy of writing for Resonance Journal a few times. But I want to, uh, as a good conversation, uh, I'm looking forward to about uh, resonance and what it is and why it matters. Sorry, go ahead and say hi, uh, Micah. Yeah, hey everyone. Uh, I'm Micah Lunsford. It's great to be here with Marcus. Yeah, and uh, so Micah, just tell us briefly about uh, yourself and uh, what you do. Yeah, so I am a Tucson, Arizona native. Grew up in Tucson. Um, I am the son of a pastor, a Nazarene pastor. So I grew up very close, uh, closely involved with the church and um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, it was a great experience, but also a very um, varied one. Um, many different things happened uh, in church, and uh, it was just a great opportunity to get to know a lot of different people, but also to, um, I guess, be um, excited about the mission of God in the world and what mm. he's doing uh, in the lives of people and uh, around the world and how he calls us to know him more and and pursue him in our own lives. So mm. so that's um, just a kind of a snapshot of my background. Um, currently, I am uh, in Tucson. I work full time at the University of Arizona and I'm uh, directing Resonance, a theological journal. Um, as well, and, and just loving the opportunity to uh, to do that. Cool. Um, so uh, let's see. So Resonance has been around for what three or four years now, something like yes. that. Yes, uh, yeah. I think we're going on five in the next year. Okay, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good. It is. <laughs> we're we're hanging in there. Yeah, good for you. Good. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about Resonance. Uh, what is it? Like, how did you come up with the idea? Where, 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 how did it originate all of that? Yeah. So um, so I uh, graduated from the University of Arizona and went on to Fuller Seminary for my master's in theology. Uh, my original plan was I was going to uh, pursue a Ph.D. Um, in theology or church history and then uh, kind of wind up in the academic setting somewhere. Well, after graduating from Fuller, um, God had a slightly different plan. Um, I thought I was just taking a break from academics and coming back to my hometown. But um, when I came back, uh, just a long series of events unfolded, and um, I ended up uh, working with a ministry in, in Tucson um, that was connecting churches and trying to um, engage the Tucson community. Uh, which I loved. I was, I was there for four years, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, uh, it was all very kind of in the trenches ministry, mm -hmm. uh, stuff and a lot of growing organizational kind of things. Um, so at somewhere along the way, like, um, probably three years into that experience, I was feeling a bit frustrated with the fact that I couldn't, um, I wasn't able to reflect and think and contemplate mm. um, and think theologically and learn. Um, I was kind of 
I had run out of steam, I guess. I had lived for three years on the store of energy I had stored up while a full-time student in grad school, but then I was I was running out of it. So I was mm. frustrated uh, with God for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I was telling God about this. Um, I remember my professor, uh, John Goldengay. I don't know if you ever had Yeah, him. I did. He was great. Yeah, so yeah. I really enjoyed him. But uh, he was one of the, uh, the voices in my life that reminded me or taught me that I could tell God about my frustrations. Um, so I was, I was telling God about my frustration and I got this really clear response, um, which was essentially you could do a lot more than you're doing right now. You could pursue me. You could mm. be contemplative, even mm. though you're not in an academic setting or even a, a kind of typical church ministry setting. Uh-huh. And so uh, that was the first conviction. I could do more. Uh, and then the second con- um, inspiration, I guess, um, was Resonance. Resonance Journal just kind mm-hmm. of come, came as a kind of almost fully fledged vision to me um, mm. shortly after um, that initial conviction. And what that vision included was this this community of Christian believers who wanted to pursue God with everything they were, mm. uh, including the mind, um, to pursue um, up to the limits of reason and intellect, I guess, uh-huh. and uh, love God with everything we were and love our neighbor uh, and to have great conversations about how to do that and who God was and who we were and, and how to love uh our neighbor more fully yeah. um, and that this community would be crossing um, the divisions within the body of Christ that we set up. Mm. So it would be ecumenical, um, that it would cross the, the different theological traditions uh, and yet remain rooted in the historic Christian orthodoxy, I guess, the right. historic faith, the character of the faith. Yeah. Um, so with that vision in place and the conviction that I needed to do something about it, um, just launched out and and started working on it, and it's developed from there. Wow, good for you! And so and that was and five years ago, about yes, that's when that happened. Wow, cool. So um, you kind of already started touching on a few of these themes, um, community and contemplation. Um, so maybe we can talk some uh, about about that on your website you've got this statement says that resonance is and that well it doesn't say resonance is but it just says this it says a community of thoughtful believers devoted to contemplating god's character and the nature of christian discipleship and uh there's uh, a few things that kind of stand out for me in that statement um and uh one of them is that it doesn't say anything about resonance resonance being a publication uh, it's kind of interesting. It says that it's a community. So why why do you use that kind of language? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think the statement is meant to emphasize the the fact that um, this vision is very community centric. Uh, that it's about the people involved. Um, 
and that the publication, the journal aspect, that Resonance is ultimately a quarterly publication that in, involves articles and um, and everything and sent out to us a list of subscribers, um, that that element is just the vehicle or the means by which uh, we hope to cultivate uh, community and conversation about God and what mm -hmm. it means to be a follower of God, what it means to be a Christian disciple yeah. um, in the world today. So, yeah, it's uh, hopefully getting at that that desire to to put the people involved first. Yeah. Do you find any connections emerging, or have you seen any emerge over the time that you've had been publishing? Between people? Uh, uh, yeah, between people, kind of a community. Um, yeah, so I, when I think of community, I think of you know people in contact with each other in one way or another um, right. or coming together in some way. Have you seen any of that happening? We have. We have seen uh, groups getting together to talk about stuff uh, in resonance, the publication, um, and connections being made. Now, it is difficult um, in the sense that the vehicle of, the, of a journal publication um, isn't necessarily um, the strongest expression of community. Uh -huh. I mean, it's yeah. not, it can't, it can't express that incarnate community that a local church can. Sure. Um, so it, it can't replace the local church and it can't um, offer that, that kind of ongoing day-to-day -day depth of community um, in the same way. Yeah. Um, but it does, I think, it represents or include a bigger group of people who are all wanting to be a part of the same conversation and yeah. connect across distance. Um, so resonance is not just based in Tucson. It's the idea that it's, it's, right. um, it's national, uh, it's a national audience or, or an international audience. Really, it's just right. limited by the English language. It's uh -huh. anybody needs to. Um, to talk about um, oh. God and discipleship yeah. in this way. Cool. That's good. That's good. Um, so, okay, so it's a community, and then uh, it says that it's a community of thoughtful believers devoted to contemplating, so to contemplating. And you've kind of already touched on the contemplating, but maybe say a little bit more, like, you know, deep thoughtfulness is important to you, um, and why... Say more about why that's important and what you hope to maybe achieve with the deep thoughtfulness and contemplation. Yeah. So contemplation, I, and I, I use the word, um, or we use the word in this case, to kind of evoke that, yeah, that deep thinking, deep reflectiveness, um, and in a kind of unhurried way, um, the hope is to, to meditate or mull over um, thoughts and to have the time to work them out uh, for yourself and, and then articulate them for others. Yeah. Um, as opposed to what? As opposed to, I think, living life in a more superficial way um, and maybe particularly living a spiritual life in a more superficial way. I feel... I guess passionate or committed to promoting or cultivating, um, engaging our minds as disciples of Christ. Um, 
I believe that our faith is capable of handling our entire intellect. Um, I don't believe that our intellect will ever um, be able to comprehend God and the nature of all reality. Um, yeah. But we are meant to pursue him with everything we are. Right. Um, and, and that pursuit, I think, is important. And too often, I think, at least in my experience, um, Christians who, Christian communities who do want to seek a relationship with God are, are also known for not pushing intellectually enough, perhaps, or to yeah. not, not explore thoughtfully enough, um, yeah. not engage the big questions. Um, so I'm wanting to, I think, want to make resonance a, um, an encouragement to the body of Christ to engage everything we are, in particular our minds as followers yeah. of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever had anyone say uh, something like, uh, you know, faith doesn't require scholarship or deep thinking, you know, just requires <laughs> believing. <laughs> I haven't um, maybe heard it quite that bluntly, sure, but, sure. but uh, the general gist, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I would I think in, our, in answer to that, um, you know, that idea or thought would be that, no, I don't believe that our thinking saves us. Right. Um, I don't believe we have to be geniuses in order to be believers. Yeah. Uh, but I do think we're called or made by God with a certain capacity. Yeah. And we're called by God to follow him with that whole capacity, whatever that capacity right. is for each of us. So right. I wouldn't want to belittle people who maybe aren't called to deep intellectual activity or scholarship. Yeah. Um, but for those who are, um, I think it's a, a travesty if you do not pursue it. Right, right. I mean, it's kind of an expression of the body of Christ where not everyone's an eye and not everyone's an ear. Some people are called to think deeply, and that helps inform those who are called uh, in other ways. You know, you know, some some people, uh, yeah, the thoughts come or they just ha- are, are, are able or wired to really sink into an idea, right, or a, or a line of thought, and then others, you know, they will just want to get something done, you know, and help, and then you help me think about how to get this done, you know, right. and that's that's how the body works, uh, which is great, you know, yeah, uh, in cooperation, yeah. valuing each member, um, that's right, valuing the the thing they bring to the table, that's right, that's right. Um, okay, so and then you say that it's a community that comp, comp- sorry contemplates basically two things, God's character and the nature of Christian discipleship. Maybe say a little bit more about why, why those two things, uh, yeah, why those two things matter. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, so who God is matters. Um, yeah. I think it matters so, so deeply because mm-hmm. Based on who God is, is based on what we could expect from the world um, or the nature of reality or um, also what we might, how how we should live based on 
who he is. Um, so mm-hmm. if we're called to reflect God to our world, what are we reflecting? And so I think the, the role of theology as a whole, I mean, theology is simply the thinking about God. Well, who is he and what is he like and how has he revealed himself to us um, personally, but also through history to the, the community? Yeah. Um, so I think that's like central. That's central to the theological task. I think it's also central to any believer. Um, how far we pursue that might vary, but uh, we are called to think about who God is and he tells us who he is. I mean, um, through, through scripture and his relationship to the world. Um, so I think that's vital. Uh, and then the nature of Christian discipleship um, is simply, um, what does it look like to follow Jesus? I use discipleship to denote um, the following after of, of Christ. And in our own context, in our own incarnation, yeah. um, what does it look like for me, located in the University of Arizona, in Tucson, to follow Jesus today? Um, yeah. And can I get better at that? Um, can I adjust my life to reflect him more fully? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Um, uh, so one of the things that I uh, really love about the Resonance Journal is um, that it's also not just about words, right? It's not just about articles. You've got art in there as well. Maybe say a little bit. Well, and maybe tell us about, you've got kind of a flow to each issue. Um, yes. And maybe a chiastic structure to be real uh, scholarly about it. <laughs> yes. I, uh, t- tell us about that. I uh, just fully allowed myself to go into, um, I don't know, full nerd mode, I think, with the, <laughs> the chiastic pattern. But the, uh-huh. um, yeah, each volume of resonance is arranged within a particular structure, um, which is meant to uh, well, it's arranged within a particular structure, all focused on a particular theme. Um, and then in that, as you said, there's, there's an emphasis on the word, uh, or the, the dialectic, the, the rational argument. Um, that's, that's, uh, a huge part of, that's the substance, I think, in many ways. But, um, also wanting to draw into that conversation the artistic. Um, yeah. the beautiful, the image or the poetry or, um, the music or whatever we can, mm-hmm. because that artistry, that poetry speaks to us in new ways and reveals to us new things. So, um, that's a big component, um, to, to celebrate beauty is, I think, a theological mandate in a sense. Uh, because God defines what is true, what is good, and what is beautiful. So we should um, celebrate those things um, wherever we can find them. Um, so I'll, that's a big piece of resonance. Um, the chiastic structure, chi- chiasm, or chi- a chiastic structure is a, is a, an ancient pattern um, of, that, that's found in scripture. Um, and I don't know, how would you define it? It's, it's ABC. Yeah. Right. It's like a, it's like an, is it, what is it? An onomatopoeia or something is a, like a word yeah. that, 
has the same letters front to middle and then middle to back, so to speak. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it kind yeah. of goes from the outside to a center point and then back, and out. back out. Yeah. Um, so kaya, chiastic, I think the word is coming from the Greek X, right. uh, and it's kind of going into the center and then out. So um, in that structure, we've included various article types um, that, that focus on uh, worship or liturgy. Um, scripture and exegesis, um, witness, which is the kind of personal experience of faith, and then uh, tradition, which is the church history, systematic theology. Um, it's the, it's the, yeah, what, what the church brings to us, gives to us. And then the crux article, which is the center point. Um, so that, that pattern goes to the, to the center. Uh, and there's a central article that, that talks about the theme and then it goes back out. Um, and I think that's a helpful structure for residents just to keep us on track um, and keep yeah. us. I think it, it forces us to focus on the things we want to focus on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, so it's a, it's a deep dive into a particular theme in each issue, right? It's yeah. not you're not just hitting on a bunch of things, but a well-rounded uh, deep reflection on whatever it is. So give us some examples of some of the topics you guys have covered. Yeah, so we, we picked a variety of topics, topics so far. Uh, the last one was on the Trinity, so central doctrine of, of Christian faith, that God is three in one. Yeah. Um, we've also uh, explored uh, Christianity and culture, the Sabbath, um, identity, encountering the stranger, some of these um, are, have been the topics, um, and and the idea is really to see each topic from a multitude of lenses to kind of appreciate and study the facets yeah. of each one uh, through the different uh, types of article or types of approach. Yeah, that's good. Um, so uh, let's see. So this podcast uh, is called Spiritual Life and Leadership. And so uh, kind of what I'm aiming for here is uh, I want to help leaders in their own spiritual lives. Um, and one of the things I love about Resonance Journal is I think that it, it does that. But uh, why would you say, uh, how would you put it in terms of why is thoughtful reflection important for the spiritual lives of spiritual leaders? Like how does it, yeah. That's the question. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, th- I have to say it, it has to be vital. I mean, we can only give what we have, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. So I, I know from my own experience that whenever I felt kind of dried out uh, spiritually or uh, just empty, it's because I haven't spent the time at the source <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah been drinking so i'm already parched um mm. and if you're parched you can't give anything else to anyone else um, right so in ministry or in leadership i mean i think we're called to 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 when we're called as leaders we're called to to give ourselves but also give vision give leadership uh to a group uh, to call them to something. Yeah. And if we don't have a kind of a rooted, anchored grasp of what we're called to, or we want to call people to, yeah, then we kind of, we just 
you might as well give up. Go back and stop being a leader because you probably be stop doing it because you'll probably do more damage than um, than you'll help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I want to kind of follow that line of thinking. So, what do we? What? How, how would you characterize what leaders are calling their people to? Hmm. I mean, I think in a in a Christian perspective, in, in let's say a leadership within the church, um, but maybe I'm maybe I'm constraining that too much, but uh-huh. uh, but it's it's calling to God to live. Uh-huh. Um, as a follower of God to seek him and to be a part of his story, uh, in the world. Yeah. Um, so as a leader, as a pastor, as a you know, teacher, um, as someone who believes that we are part of God's people and God's story, uh, we're, we're calling others to join us in that. Um, and if we're, if we're not, um, deeply rooted in that story and that life ourselves, uh, and in knowing who God is. Um, so we know that He's forgiving and He's gracious, uh, but He also calls us to things so that that we have a part to play, uh, that we can be responsible and, and use our talents. Um, it, without all of that underpinning it. Um, I feel like you would be hard pressed to to give anything of substance to those who are following you as a leader. Right. Yeah. And uh, would you say there's a benefit? So when we spend time in thoughtful reflection, is there a benefit for the world beyond the church when we do that? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, and I may have constrained it when I'm talking about just in church. You know. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I don't believe that there's this dichotomy between church and world. I think um, mm. it, it's incredibly important uh, and and applicable in the sense that leadership, Christian leadership, and Christian believers simply following following Christ um, bring light and life and health. Uh, to everyone around them, whether they um, acknowledge Christ as their savior or not, um, they they will be affected. We all we're all interconnected, and yeah. we all affect everyone around us for good or ill. Um, and I think so. The the translation is the closer we're the closer we are to, to following God, um, the greater a beneficial. Uh, impact we will we will have on those around us yeah yeah i agree <laughs> that's why i think uh this is uh, i don't know i think it's so important uh, i love what resonance does helping leaders i mean and anyone doesn't have to be a, an official leader but lots of people are leaders in all kinds of ways um uh but helping them think deeply which then shapes our character uh can help us I'm reflecting here on kind of the benefits I see in it, but um, just uh, helping us as we go through difficult times or how to think about, you know, just whatever circumstances we encounter in life or people we encounter. And, uh, um, yeah, so I think it's super important and really, really good. Um, 
Anything else you want to say about it, or uh, if not, uh, are there ways that people can connect with you? Or yeah, I, I think I mean I think we've covered the main points, um, but I just I would invite anybody uh, to join in the conversation. Um, the digital subscription is entirely free, so you can sign up on our website, which is theologicalresonance.com, um, and we'd love to have you join us. Um, Want to hear your your voice, I guess, in the conversation. We, we want this to be a community um, that that does um, extend over a great deal of space, uh, but it's a it is a community that is active, and um, and I, we just hope and pray that that God um, leads us uh, to make it even more vibrant in the future. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, thanks, Micah, for uh, the hard work you've put into this over the past five years and continue to do. And you've got some other folks you're working with now, I guess. And uh, and that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a, just a huge pleasure for me to work with uh, Dr. Brent Himes as my mm. managing editor of Resonance and others. I mean, so many others um, and all the writers and, and subscribers. So thank you, Marcus, for the opportunity to talk about it. I am so grateful that there are people in the world like Michael Lunsford. Uh, I am so glad that God called him to bring people and their thoughts together through Resonance Journal. Uh, and I'm so glad that God burdened Micah with the desire to create a community where uh, God's people can contemplate the nature of God and Christian discipleship. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the digital version of Resonance Journal for free, uh, you can do that at www.theologicalresonance.com slash subscribe. And you can also subscribe to the print version on that same page for $29.99 per year. And it is a very uh, high-quality print version. And so um, well worth your money if, if that's uh, your preferred format. And, of course, if you want to just know more about Resonance Journal in general, you can find out all kinds of information at www.theologicalresonance.com. And uh, I'll include all of these links in the show notes, which, by the way, are located at www.marcuswatson.com slash category slash podcast. Not a very pretty URL, I know, but that's where they are for now anyway, as of October 2018. <laughs> uh, and you can also get there uh, by going to marcuswatson.com and then just clicking on uh, podcast in the, in the menu. Uh, and of course, marcuswatson.com is a great place to connect with me. If you'd like to connect with me, you can also email me at marcus at marcuswatson.com or you can follow me on Twitter uh, at, at marcuswatson. And uh, by the way, all of these Marcus Watsons are with a K. So Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S-W-A-T-S-O-N. Uh, if you feel so inclined, I would love it if you would leave a five-star review on iTunes uh, or whatever kind of review you would like to leave. Um, but a five-star would definitely be much appreciated. <laughs> so thanks so much for being uh, with me again and with Micah Lunsford this time. Um, it's been great having him, great being with you, and uh, I will see you next time here on Spiritual Life and Leadership. <music> <laughs>